0: Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we listen to an artist's music, sometimes some additional music, and then we talk about said music. This week, Kendrick Lamar.
1: I wrote this record while 30,000 feet in the air. Steward is complimenting me on my nappy hair. If I can fuck her in
0: front of... This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with...
1: I'm Dax.
0: Jared. Jared.
2: Tyler. Tyler.
0: And like I said, this week, we talking about... Kendrick Lamar, how? That was a good intro, by the way. Why? Thank you. I, I may I may have thought about that one a, a little bit more. I, I've been I've been yeah, thinking. It about... Oh, also, uh, it certainly I... landed. Thank you. I'd like to do a quick amendment before we really get into Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I forgot something last episode, and I'm not going to forget it again. <laughs>
1: I'm glad glad we're starting off serious. (laughs) So this week we're talking. We're so socially conscious that we got to play
0: horn intro at the beginning. Although, you know, he's got jazz elements. So this week we're talking about Kendrick Lamar. How does everybody feel about Kendrick Lamar? Do we love it? Do we hate it? I was about
3: it. I I was really into Kendrick for a while, but haven't listened to him in a bit. So this was
0: nice. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. But I feel like I listen to Kendrick like per like. I go through Kendrick phases like semi-frequently, where like I'm just I, I need to listen to some Kendrick today. Mm. Happens at least like once or twice a month. Fair. I listen to a lot of Kendrick. I love me my Kendrick. Jared, what do you what do you think about your your week of Kendrick listening? I like to pimp a butterfly, and I like Good Kid, Mad City. And this one time when I was in middle school, I dated a girl named Kendra. So there you go. <laughs> wow, your wow, perspective Jared. has been finalized. Right, uh, Tyler. What are your thoughts on Kendrick for this week?
2: Oh, it's good. It's very good. Oh yes. Oh, it's yes. so good. So it was a good week.
0: It was. Oh, it was a good week. I. I'm gonna. I really don't want to dominate this episode, but I very could, easily could dominate this episode. So I'm gonna try my very best not to do so. I'm gonna try my very best not to do so. Uh. So I want to. I want to get into like the albums specifically. Jared, you mentioned to pimp a butterfly. And you mentioned Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. Is one of those your favorite? Or like, which one is your favorite? Or do you keep them on kind of a, a similar pedestal? My favorite album as a whole is Tupempe Butterfly. Okay. I didn't like Good Kid, Mad City before. Mm. Um, I th- my opinion about Good Kid, the first are not... That's all, folks. Dun, 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 dun. The first song I heard by Kendrick was Swimming Pools. Right. Which is in my opinion not a good representation of Kendrick Lamar. No, it is not. It, it like I was when so I heard that song and I was like, well this is kind of like a crappy rap song. That mm-hmm. was my like initial opinion of of that. Yeah. Then um when I listened to the freestyle song, whatever, what's that? Kendrick? Oh, um Backstreet Freestyle. Backstreet Freestyle, thank you. Yeah, Backstreet Boy Freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it Backseat. Oh. Backseat, uh, backseat. Yeah. Let Freestyle. Let me go back to a thing. Let me back read it. Backseat Freestyle. That makes more sense. Yeah. When I listen to uh, Backseat Freestyle and like Poetic d- Justice and Mad City, basically when he did... Um, the grammys and when he performed on snl mm-hmm. for the first time mm-hmm. that's when i was like okay yeah this guy's good mm-hmm. you know like swimming pool drank is like so i mean it's just like a dumb club song or not even really a club. well song, but just the like problem a, is it was turned into a dumb club song and a lot of people lost the message of what that song is which is about being an alcoholic and alcoholism and like so- struggling with that and then everyone was like, I'm going to take that song and I'm going to get drunk to it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you aren't hearing anything no. at well, all. Yeah, uh,
2: that's what people do. We're good at that.
0: Well, I mean, okay, so I'll skip two albums now and talk sure. about the thing I want to talk about. Yeah, That was kind of the the thing that I've thought a lot about this week is that, so like with Damn, mm-hmm. Damn is one of the most like socially conscious records in a very, very long time. And yet... Like, that album, with how conscious it was and how, like, the message it had and such, was turned into, like, this weird meme machine. Mm-hmm. With, like, the the album cover with yep. Damn yep. and, like, Goofy and Gorsh and, like, things like that. Yeah. And then you got the Syrup Sandwiches meme. Yep. Like, so it's like, the hey, it, this is why we can't have nice things kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I like, agree. The and i honestly like so i love meme culture and things dax does as well he shares things with me that are funny and stuff like that but so i like stuff like that but i also recognize that it's like why are we doing this you know why do we have why do we have this thing that we should like you know take to heart and we're like syrup sandwiches over and over you know like, yeah <laughs> I don't know. It Maybe... just well, I think that the problem with Kendrick to a, a certain degree his music sounds very very um culturally like accessible I guess, mm-hmm. especially on Damn Damn is in the album in particular in which his sound very much matches up well with what um what people want to hear.
2: Yeah, I, I would it, agree.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of pop elements to Damn in particular. Damn is a very pop hip hop album as compared to the rest of his music in my opinion Mm -hmm. at least i think that people are going to be very easy to catch on to that and take in that album but i think that what we do is we take the things that we like and then we we meme culture them like you're talking about Mm -hmm. and so we lose the nuances because what happened is is that his sound is that but his lyricism and his like the smart like production behind his music and everything that comes with Kendrick is just so darn intelligent that it honestly goes over the majority of a listener's head. That's true. Because there's so much going on intricacy. Especially
2: when, I mean, what, you know, you're putting the, when those lessons, I guess you could say are wrapped in the package. They are Mm -hmm. as accessible as they are, you know, it's not surprising that it gets, that it goes over people's heads sometimes. Right. Right. You know what I mean? That being the most accessible album musically, and yet it's also, you know, it, it's good and not good, right? It means you can get your message out to people, right? More people are potentially going to hear what you're trying to say, I guess. But For sure. at the same time, you know, people hear things like that all the time in terms of the music, right?
0: Right. And I think I think that that's something that's really interesting about Kendrick in, in particular, is that he was able to become such a mainstream success, With the way that he presents his music, there's still something very, very interesting to me about the fact that Tipimba Butterfly has been so culturally accepted at this point. Because you would think that an album like that would go over most people's heads, Mm. because because that is an album. Because we talked about this um, about a million times, me and Tyler is like D'Angelo's album Black Messiah. It's very, it's obviously much more R and B than hip hop. But it has a lot of those same like um, social awareness like messages that are within an album like To Pimp a Butterfly, and that album is critically very very successful. But it is nowhere near as like culturally relevant because people aren't aware of that album. It just didn't land with the the typical listener. So it's interesting that an album like To Pimp a Butterfly was capable of crossing over into the mainstream because he is a mainstream artist for sure. But that sound is not a mainstream sound.
2: His sound has, it, I mean, it's really progressed over the over the course of time in a different way too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, a lot of the songs mm-hmm. on Good Kid, Mad City were were like popular songs that I had heard re- like regularly, mm-hmm. you know. But then when I get to some parts of it, I'm like, wow, man! Like, there's in there, there's some stuff in there where I'm like, this is stuff that like you know most hip hop people aren't as interested in listening to.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, like, and it okay. just continued okay. on.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so you you hear a lot of, like, the change that comes on from, like, Section 80 to Good Kid, Mad City and stuff, Mm -hmm. but that switch from Good Kid, Mad City into Butterfly is such a huge shift in sound.
2: It's much more dramatic.
0: Yes. It's It's far more dramatic. Far more dramatic I think a lot of that comes out of a lot of the people who are producing that album. So, like, if you look at people like Kamasi Washington, who was a big person who was on to Ben Butterfly, mm-hmm. who added a lot of those jazz elements, and then he had a guy like Thundercat who was on that album, who is, like, a criminally yeah. underrated artist and a really, really good bass player, and put a lot of that, like, really cool funk element into the music that he was doing. He was mm-hmm. able to have those influenced artists who um, could really take that sound that he wanted and push it in a direction that was so so far away from what he really was able to do on an album like good kid mad city it was a case that like so i i know that we didn't have to listen to like untitled unmastered but did anybody end up listening to that ep no no i didn't have time i did you did yeah what did you think about that
3: i i well i listened to it when it first came out too same and
0: um what, well, what do you, did you like it or did you dislike it? What did like,
3: I did like it. Okay. I, um, it's hard cause I'm trying to, uh, remember what each track is and they're all untitled. They are all, which I, makes it I weirdly harder.
0: have them memorized very, very well. Cause I listened to this a sample so much. Of, it? of course. Would that you would like, a lot. would you like one of the the tracks that's a little bit more like, um, toned down? Ones that it sound more like to pimp a butterfly? What are you thinking? Like one of the bigger hip hop tracks? You pick. I'm going to go with my you... favorite one.
1: Pew, pew. Hooray.
0: Yeah, I'm going to skip in a little bit. I just like that part. Pew, pew.
1: pew, pew. Hooray. Pew, pew. Sick and tired of being tight, Can't pick aside the Gemini. Private size if we live I Promise mama not to fit them back. Sing black turn and burgundy. Hundred double my I'm greedy. Stuck inside the belly of the beast. Can't you please pray for me? Get God on the phone. Said it won't be long. I see Jiggle see... Bulls.
0: Thoughts.
3: It's so interesting these were written for something else is that right
0: these were songs he was working on for tip emba butterfly
3: okay and they, and they didn't make it on there so he made
0: a separate thing for them that's he, correct it, they're on They he didn't like finish them that's the whole bit right yes those are the unmastered not not fully developed tracks that like were potentially going to be a part of the album but ended up yeah. being left off i mean
2: they're, they're essentially demos
0: Essentially, yes. What, what was the, wasn't there a lead single that came from that? Was yeah, that what you just played. It was. I remember. No, the lead single was "Untitled 7. Seven okay. was the one where it's like "levitate, levitate, yeah, levitate." Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I've, oh, I've heard that. That's it's good so one. good. I
3: weirdly, but like, like the how sound it on on that better than i do to pimp a butterfly do you i think that's I do. fair
0: that's i fair. it's it's a different it's also a different sound and the what's really cool is is that these tracks were recorded in 2014 which is around when to pimp a butterfly was being recorded so you have an album like good kid mad city and good kid mad city was made and like was probably being produced earlier than this obviously but it was released in 2012 mm-hmm. so over about a two-year course of time he took what he was wanting to do from Good Kid Mad City, and then he was already kind of developing this new sound pretty early on. And you can see that it was very much that he was playing with his sound because on Untitled, he was doing things that were even different from what he was doing on To Pimp a Butterfly. And so he was kind of like trying to find exactly what it was that he wanted, I think. That's at least what I get out of it.
3: It kind of sounds like some of the songs on Untitled, I think, are just better than to pimp a butterfly in general
0: track wise okay so here's my thought is that i think that to pimp a butterfly is more of an album and untitled is more of tracks
3: yes so it seems like he cut things that really should have been on to pimp a butterfly just because they didn't fit the theme Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: is that what that's exactly what i think yes okay and i think what was cool is is that what what ended up coming together with untitled unmastered is actually a very, very strong standalone project for being a bunch of songs that were left off of an album. They're by no means, like, in my head, the B-sides. Mm-hmm. They just were songs that probably just thematically didn't match with what he was trying to do on Tebimba Butterfly. And I think that it was the right decision because I think that a Butterfly flows so well that I can't imagine another song Fitting into it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I think
3: that's why I prefer Untitled because yeah. I'm more of a track by track person. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like to pimp a butterfly for an album,
0: mm-hmm. but I like the tracks individually more. Okay, well there here's a good here's the time to ask my, my favorite questions, Dax. What is your favorite track by Kendrick Lamar?
3: Oh God, there's there's so many good tracks. So many good, that's really hard. Um, why don't we come back to you, sir? Don't It's, worry. it's
0: almost like you don't decide a favorite song before no. we come in.
3: Well I was thinking Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe At first But yeah. I don't think that's it
0: that's Okay. a good one too It is yeah. a good one While you think Let's play a little bit Uh Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe Alright
1: forgive me I drink I got my music I want would- to you can find out It never exists I can feel the changes I can feel a new life I always knew Life can be dangerous I can say that I like a challenge And you to me Is painless You don't know What pain is how can I paint this picture when the colorblind is hanging Fell on my face and I work with
0: a scar. Another mistake... So what, what were you saying was your actual favorite track? All Right. Ah, so it is All Right. Yeah, um, I think so. Which is interesting because, again, it's a song off of Tip of a Butterfly. That is yeah. probably, mm-hmm. probably what used to be my favorite Kendrick song for a long time, but it has switched to a different one. We'll talk about that later. Okay. So yeah. here's a little bit of
2: All That's Right. That's a good song. <laughs>
1: right uh and when i wake up i recognize you looking at me for the pay cut bahamas i'll be looking at you from the face down my mac 11 even boom with the face down skimming and let me tell you about my life painkillers only put me in a twilight where pretty pussy and benjamin is the highlight and i tell my mama i love her but this what i like lord knows 20 of them in my chevy tell them all to come and get me reaping everything i sow so
0: much my- there's such an insane flow on that, because mm-hmm. that's another thing is that worth talking about is that like Kendrick is not only a socially aware and very intelligent rapper, damn is he a good rapper. He's mm-hmm. so, he's so
2: good oh his flow, his I think rhythms. his man, his flow really develops on the Pimpa Butterfly mm-hmm. in a different way. Oh, it's it is really good on that album.
0: Well, you can immediately hear that. So like right off of for free the the second track mm-hmm. off of To Pimp Butterfly, where he does that like really poetic like like slam poetry style song.
2: Yeah. Over jazz.
0: Over jazz. His his mm. flow is so like meticulously put together and it's like it's just a huge statement of like how different that album was gonna be as compared to something that was like on Good Kid mm-hmm. Bad City. So yeah. Yeah definitely. Uh how about Tyler? Tyler, what's your favorite Kendrick track?
2: My like, favorite I got two I think that I'm in between. Okay. One is King Kunta.
0: Okay, good track.
2: And the other is Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst.
0: That's a really interesting choice, and I like that you suggested that one. Yeah,
2: I like I really like that, that track. In fact, it's been sim- kind of stuck in my head some this week.
0: I'll play I'll play a little bit of that one.
1: This ship shit been near me forever so forever i'ma push it wherever whenever and i love you cause you love my brother like you did just promise me you tell this story when you make it big and if i die before your album drop i hope promise that you am
0: So what is it about like that song in particular that's really sticking with you? Cuz it's interesting that you pick like cuz it's like a 12 minute long track off of like pretty close to the end of Good Kid Mad City. Not mm-hmm. one of his like really popular tracks by any means. So it's interesting that that's one that stuck out with you.
2: Yeah, it's uh I, it, I just like the feel of it. It feels good. I like the I like the way the song flows. I do like the part you just played where he talks about if I die and then that just that creates like a a brief silence to break it up Mm -hmm. um i don't know man it's something about it that's that just stuck with me and part of it comes from um i it's been a while a year or two maybe i found an article about kendrick reading a few things and they talked about this song and that and i went and listened to it and i think ever since then it just kind of stuck with me Was
0: that – so wait, so you said uh, that you found – so that was an article that you found. Was that the first time that you kind of like forayed into Kendrick, or did you find him from some other means?
2: No, I think that was just the first time I had listened to that song, and I hadn't listened to Good Kid, Mad City that that point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I just knew some of the big songs off of it. Uh, Well, I mean – what really got me into it was to Pimp a Butterfly when that dropped. King Kunta is what got me into it. I heard that as, yeah. I don't know if it was a single, or I knew it was a more popular song on that album. Mm-hmm. It was, it was
0: one song. of the singles. Yeah, there were quite a yeah. few singles that came off of Pimp a Butterfly, actually. I know that King so, yeah, Kunta, that... I know that he, the first one was You, because that was one that he did for, what, didn't he do that for mm-hmm. SNL? Uh, no, hold on a minute here. Okay. I think that the first one technically is I. Oh, that's what I meant, not I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, not you. So, My bad. Here's what I'll say about I. I want to talk about that now. Okay, go ahead and talk about that now. Okay. So, right. I, like, we'll just... I like I because I find it very interesting. So, I came out as the single, and I believe you're right. He's really performed it on something, SNL or something like that. I think it was like SNL, but I could be wrong. And the version that came out is the single is very different than the version that ended up on the album. Mm -hmm. And I like both versions, but it's, it's not very often that you have a song come out as a single and then the single being different than what's actually on the album. Well, I think that I was a track that didn't really fit again with the thematic elements of the album and I so I think he actually took that song and kind of added a little bit more to it. So he added like the crowd sounds yep. in the background. The, he the hey the part everybody where he... be quiet, be quiet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. when he talk, when he does all that. Yeah. So that whole set, section of the song I think was probably added in to kind of help let that transition more into the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. That one I don't know if that's my favorite or not. I almost I like King Kunta, like he said, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I might be, I might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I here's another thing I like about it: the the Grammy performance where they meshed Imagine Dragons' "Radioactive" and um, the let's see what's the name of the other Ken, the Kendrick song is um, the "Mad City." Okay. Have you ever seen that performance? No. Doesn't sound good to me at all. It's I, actually good. You go back and watch it. You don't want to do, do it right it. now because, you know, stuff we don't like to do things. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Okay. But I don't know. I think I'm going to say, here's what I'll say. I think my favorite is Blacker the Bear, Sweeter the Juice. That is a good track. Let's play a little bit of it. It might not actually be my favorite, but I'm going to say it's my favorite. Okay
1: i'm the biggest hypocrite in 2015 once i finished this witness, witnesses will convey what i mean been feeling this way since i was 16 came to my senses you never liked this anyway fuck your friendship i meant it i'm african-american i'm african i'm black as the moon heritage of a small village part of my residence came from the bottom of mankind my hair is nappy my dick is big my nose is round and wide
0: that is just a uh, I, I don't think there's a single song i'll be honest i'm very biased and i'm always very biased when it comes to these things uh i don't think there's a, a track that you could pick from kendrick and i'd be like that's a dumb choice swimming pool no no i like swimming pools quite a yeah. bit and again i think that the cultural like climate around it makes it a little bit more muddy in terms of his songs but i still think that's a really really important song off of that album so, the singles from To Pimp are I, Black or the Berry, King Kunta, All Right, yep. and These Walls. Yep. All of those. I like All Right as well. That's a really good song, too. It is. Is that one you picked? Yes. Oh, man. I should listen to this podcast. You yeah, should listen you should. to this podcast while we're recording this podcast. That's okay. So, uh, yeah. So, do you? did anybody actually really like Section 80 that much then? Because I feel like I Section 80.
2: Li- 8- I like that album a lot.
0: I, I think that Section 80 is like very very underrated given the fact oh. that his albums like up to this point good kid to pimp a butterfly and damn have all been like huge huge successes a lot of people kind of forget about section 80
2: yeah but it, man this album's really good section 80 is really good
0: like ADHD is like an, a phenomenal track that was one of the mm-hmm. first like early like one of the earliest songs that i heard from him and like i was pretty pretty instantly sold i think when i first was introduced to kendrick i was a little bit hesitant because i just it was like well it probably just sounds like typical rap but then when i kind of dug into it more i like realized how like again his the awareness of kendrick i think is his strongest point oh as yeah an artist is that i just, think
2: section 80 is really an in, i found it to be an interesting album anyway the sounds of it Hmm. i mean it's just it's different it's different and there's a the theme i mean you know section 80 i mean the theme is is more is clear i think mm-hmm. across all of it i mean he repeats that he repeats that phrase regularly to kind of like keep you in line of hey this is what we're talking about here right you know it's i i, thought, I really enjoyed that album
0: i think that cuz section 80 made it very clear early on that it was something that like kendrick was very very good at building a world around his album like he's is very important to him that the thematic elements of whatever album he's crafting is throughout that album, that it's not something that like, is just kind of like layered in and out. Like I think that damn is the only example that I can really think of where like the thematic elements are maybe not as present on every track. So like, if you look at the track list on that one, like most of them kind of fit well, but then you have a song like loyalty, which like doesn't really fit as well. And is more of just like a pretty typical pop hip hop track. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, Humble kind of doesn't fit again. Those are, like, the bigger singles that don't really fit as well. But my favorite track actually is off of Damn, and I will
1: say it now. It is DNA. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition, flow inside my DNA. I was born like this, this born like this, immaculate conception. I transform like this, Perform like this, without you a new weapon. I don't contemplate, I meditate, then off your fucking head. This that put the kiss to bed, this that I got, I got, I got, I <sighs> It's just
0: as one of those I think that's the most powerful track off of Dam, in terms of him having like really it's ex- like showing off his like incredible flow. And I also think that it's like one of the, another one of those like really socially aware tracks. And I just, e, e, boy howdy do I love me some Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, he's real.
2: Good. It's, oh, it's good. Now I'll admit that Dam is my least favorite.
0: I I think as an album, I go back and forth between Damn and Section Eighty being my least favorite as an album, because mm-hmm. um, again, Good Kid, Mad City, and I, I will say it now: I think that to Pimp a Butterfly is my all-time favorite album, and so uh, obviously, all time, ever, all-time favorite album that's ever been made. Yeah, didn't you listen to all those Beatles albums? I did. Okay, I sure did. I know. Interesting. I know. Interesting. I know. Interesting. It's a big. It's a big statement. Well actually, you know what? Now I'm curious since we're since we're de- we'll, we'll we'll deviate a little bit from Kendrick. Favorite album of all time. Go. No, no, we're not doing that. Real quick, just I just want to hear not what either. you think Real, it is. Quick? That, Real quick. Real quick. Everyone just,
3: overruled it. We're not doing it. No, move on. come on. Tyler, do you have one?
2: <laughs> favorite, I do not album have a favorite album of, of all, all time. time. Yeah. No, I don't have one. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think I could so. even do that.
0: I don't think so either. That's yeah. what a bold move you just made. Cody cut this. Cody. What would even Kid, Dax? I think sorry. it's. I think yep. people
2: can do it. I just couldn't do it.
0: Dax, what would you even if, if you had to pick like, not not that you'd have to pick, but it's like some one of the top favorite albums you've ever listened to. What would that be?
3: I don't. I don't think I could do it.
0: I mean, because like, like mine. Okay, so if I had to do it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I know. Okay, so like uh, from Under a Cork Tree, Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. A lesson in romantics, a Parade, mm-hmm. or Underdog uh, Alma Mater by Forever the Sickest Kids. Is now, a boy from Say Anything is another one. Is for a you. boy by Say Anything. Yeah. So like, th- but those are like ones that I was in my youth and uh, coming out of, uh, you know, into adolescence, into adulthood, and and being a teenager and loving emo and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, like, when I'm 40 years old, what are the chances that album sticks with me? Probably pretty low, because it's like I'm not going to be singing about, like, being 18 anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, right now I'm 26, and that al- those albums came out, you know, 11 years ago. Some of them 12, 13 years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was, I would have been 13, 14, 15 years old when they came out and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to stick forever. Who knows? I guess so. I just, so for like to the Butterfly, uh, just for some context, uh, that was around the point where I was kind of getting more into like, like really, really getting into music. Like, mm. I obviously have always liked music, but not at, at the level that I would be able to do a music podcast. No. And that was. Anybody right. can do a music podcast. Anybody can do a music podcast. Anybody I'm here, aren't I? Anybody can do a music podcast. Oh, I suppose. Uh, to be able to feel comfortable doing a semi decent <laughs> anybody music can record a video on how to eat a watermelon it's I true. guess okay you know what no. I mean anybody can do that thing i okay point being is is that to Pimp a butterfly was like one of the albums that I listened to that like kind of really opened my eyes to how like important music could be sure so but I mean like so I'm not gonna discredit you in any way because anybody could say, like, if Cody or Dax Oh my gosh. Either man. or. I mean, any they're two different people. If if Dax or said my favorite album is Europop by ivo sixty five, yeah, I wouldn't be like, Well, that sucks. Like I don't <laughs> give a who cares at what I think it's sure. his favorite album of all time. Yeah. And honestly, if he said that album, I wouldn't be surprised. And it's justified. The things that he likes, like, that would be a a warranted Mm -hmm. favorite album. Or Aqua's, uh, what is that, Barbie Girl, one called? I don't
3: know the album. Okay.
0: But it's his favorite. If it was, I wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't stick my nose up at it. Do you want to hear my real favorite? And I'm not... Give me one second. Okay. I'm not sticking my nose up at yours. Yeah. And I think that what you're saying is more than valid because it's your favorite. Yeah. But... To be fair, like not to be fair, but like, so that album came out in what, 2015? Yes. So you're very, it's a fresh favorite. Four years. Fresh. But the ones that I said have been 13 years. Sure. But it's your favorite. Right. So, I mean, and, and it's your favorite today. This moment, what's your favorite? You said it. Yeah. But a week from now, the next thing that you love could be out and you could change your mind. Who knows? Or you could be like, okay, uh, my second favorite is now my first favorite. Yeah. Dax, go ahead and tell us your favorite. Modern Vampires of the City. That's a good answer.
2: Yeah. That's your favorite?
3: Yeah, well, it's my favorite because... That's your favorite? Because. Because, (laughs) Tyler. I have the CD. What did I just say? After everything Jared just said, (laughs) that's your
0: favorite? He was listening to Europop while we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: no, I have the CD, uh, and I don't have very many CDs, <laughs> so it's in my car, and I've listened to it hundreds of times, right. and I'm not wow. tired of it yet. Yeah, so that's that, that that's the only that's thing the I can way think of.
2: I've had that same experience with their first album. Mm-hmm. That's a good album as well. Not, we can't talk about it, though, because we have it that week. We'll yeah, get yeah, that's there. True. We'll get there. We'll
0: get there. We're pretty close. So back to Kendrick. Um, well, is Tyler going to tell us the thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, please. I thought I thought we, were, we cut all this, but then we suddenly decided we weren't. Well, I don't cut know. It. We might
2: cut it, or we might. I don't know. It depends on how much time we have. What am I? What am I? What am I supposed to telling?
0: Do you? I mean, everybody else has said an idea of what their favorite would be. You don't have to pick your all-time favorite, but you can give oh, some kind know. of semblance know. of an idea of what would be your favorite. Since Mister Caleb wanted to go down this rabbit hole, I thought it'd be. I a don't fun know.
2: One. I, I might would have to choose Fugazi End Hits. Mm-hmm. Cool. As definitely would be close to the top for me.
0: Yeah, because I like uh, another one that I like a lot is the Lemonheads. Come on, feel the Lemonheads. You do really. Mm -hmm. I love
2: or Crash Test Dummies.
0: um, God shuffled his feet. Mm -hmm. Like those are stupid choices. It like you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) yeah, and especially because those last two, the back half of the album, I don't really like that much. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why would my favorite album be? Only, like, three-fourths of my favorite. Pause. Why would my last... We're going to be able to hear it anyways. Just do your thing. He's blowing his nose. All right, we know. Why would, like, why would my, like, favorite album be where the last, like, you know, fourth of the album is one that I would, like, normally skip? So I can't yeah. pick those things. Yeah. But there, if someone has said, what's your favorite album of all time? I'm like, oh, shit. I, you know, I got I to gotta think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. And then, like, three things come to mind. I'm like, well, what about this? What about this? Yeah that at first i was like i can't do it and then mm-hmm. it's like i can do it well okay so i think i will also say this and this is a li- this is kind of where my answer is a little biased and again like you you could actually argue against this for sure is that i also think that part of the reason that it's my favorite album is cuz i think it is the most important hip hop album of all time personally i could be totally wrong about that and that's perfectly fine yeah. i think that thematically and musically and like just every element of that album is the like is what what hip hop should be. It is the quintessential hip hop album in my mind. Hip hop is arguably my favorite genre of music. And so if my, what I think is the best hip hop album of all time is the like what I think is the like if I think it's the best and that's my favorite like genre, then of course it makes sense that that would be my favorite album of all time, if that makes sense. Well, so here's what I'll say about what you just said. Mm-hmm. Is that for you to say? It's the most, um, you know, uh, relevant or what? What is important? The most, un- like, I would argue that straight out of Compton would be another because good example. Without that album, we wouldn't have Kendrick because he's from Compton. Sure, mm-hmm. like, what would like? You have to credit the influence more so than the in- influenced. I think right? that that's partially true, yes, but I also think that you, the influence can take elements of what existed. So, like, like Straight Outta Compton is a great, like, boom bap, like, like Compton style hip hop album, mm-hmm. but it didn't take all of the thematic elements or the jazz interludes or like any of like the the, the, the like instrumentation that. Kendrick on an album today is able to do and so you could say well he was influenced by this so that's a more important album but if Kendrick made a just straight up better album than straight out of Compton it's a more important album even if it's only been four years since it's been released I don't know I don't I don't think I agree with your um idea of important sure you know what I mean yeah like something that's important should like influences culture right In a time that it needs to be influenced, Mm -hmm. do you think that we're in like that? That album influenced the culture so much that things are different. Yes, really. By hip hop culture, okay. Hip hop culture was very, very like, in my opinion, like was vastly affected by that album. But okay, yeah, cool. Tyler, you got some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I do have some Tyler. stuff. But what might it be? <laughs> what is it? Tyler, do you have stuff?
2: Well, I don't know. To your point, <laughs> I'd like to say, you know, if I'm an artist, let's say I'm creating my own music. Influences are what? Okay, so I I can list my influences, but there may be a quirky little part of what I do that really is important to my sound that's influenced by some little thing that I heard from some nothing out uh, of forever, right? And mm-hmm. I, but if what I've created has had some big impact or whatever, and there's there's certain things of it, I don't think that you can, you know, like that's not a point where I have to say that my influencers are more important than done. You know, what I'm the influenced isn't influenced by one single thing,
0: right? No, and
2: the yeah. influence pulls in their own experience outside of the music, right? So. I'm not sure. Uh, that's just to the point of like, you know, you ha- give credit to the influencer. Well, yeah, we should definitely influence, sure, but that doesn't mean that, 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 you know, the influencer has to be greater than the influenced.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I, I didn't want, I'm not trying to say that straight out Compton is
2: no, no, that was more influential. That. Yeah. I mean, it's sure. uh,
0: like, it's kind of, I don't know, like, um, I'm trying to think of a thing that we would have without another thing. Like, would we have... Without the Beatles, we wouldn't have anything. Well, there's not... I don't think there's <laughs> any reason... Would would we have, I'm not sure that it's reasonable. Um, go ahead.
2: I'm not sure it's reasonable to say we wouldn't have Kendrick without NWA. I don't... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. like, I'm not sure that that's really something you can say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, he clearly has taken things from all types of different genres... And then he's played into it his own experience of coming from a difficult place, right?
0: Because again, one of the most important things when it comes down to it is that uh, really, to pimp a butterfly would not have existed had it not been for Kendrick Lamar's experiences as a black man. That is, yes. that is oh, just as important as the musical influences that existed like prior to. Well, I
2: would say it's, I would say it's more important.
0: I agree, but I think that like there are so many things that piece together what makes Kendrick Lamar the artist that he is today and of course you have to say that his influences his like musical influences are an important part of that but i don't think that just because it in like to say that you know NWA influenced Kendrick and therefore N- NWA is more important than Kendrick mm-hmm. i don't know that it's that linear i guess well yeah i'm just saying yeah. that that album as a whole straight out of Compton could be argued that it is a more important cultural album. Oh, easily because it took us out of, um, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will <laughs> right. Smith, Run and DMC. These are the breaks, you know, like yeah, it took us out of that and into like a much more realistic side of what that experience uh, is. of like act. Not I don't want to say actual hip hop, but like what we have now is hip hop, right? In that it's sure, not over, the, just, over like, the course
2: of what amount of time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't, you know, that's, you can't, you're trying to control for time and it's, you can't do that.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. That's a good point.
2: You know, I mean, we, who's to say at some point that the Pimp a Butterfly isn't, you know, over 10, 20 years from now isn't looked back on as being more influential than straight out of Compton, even though straight out of Compton's older, or it has the same amount of influence 20 years from now mm-hmm. that straight out of Compton has today. You know what I mean? Like,
0: right. That's true. I suppose we so. don't have
2: the time to, to try to figure that out. And I, I so.
0: think that from my perspective, I can see to butterfly continuing on and being the influence of what hip hop will look like today. Even if right now, Because I think that the thing is, when it comes to hip-hop, and we're going to soon talk about some of the modern hip-hop albums that we picked for this week. uh, A lot of modern hip-hop, it looks like that mumble rap, trap rap kind of music. And that's what's really popular right now. Yes, I think that Kendrick sees the light at the end of the tunnel in a lot of ways. In that what is popular right now is really... like. So the way that hip-hop kind of works on, like, a linear scale is that whatever is happening in the underground scene is usually what becomes popular several years later. So what was being done in the underground of, like, the early 90s to the 2000s was very heavily influential towards what hip-hop would sound like that was a little bit more mainstream later on. Not so much, like, the Nelly and the Eminem and that kind of hip-hop, but, like, more of, like, the, I guess, the more serious side of Mm hip-hop and so somebody was doing something early on and then that influenced what hip hop would sound like later. So right now what we're seeing is this trap rap, this mumble rap kind of hip hop. Sure. That was heavily influenced by some of the music that was being made in like the kind of like early 2000, like early 2010s ish. Mm-hmm. Was something that and it started to slowly progress into what became the popular sound. I would like to think that there's a point where the hip hop that we are hearing you know, five ten years from now has then changed into something more that sounds kind of like what Kendrick is doing on like "To Pimp a Butterfly." I think that mm-hmm. his he is seeing, I guess, more into the future in that that like. I hope so. I yes, I hope so too. Right. I, it, I could, could be get, totally wrong. It w- could get worse somehow. It could get well. Worse. That would be. I don't even know how that. I mean, I I know how it'd be possible, but I I don't know what worse could be in terms of sound. Right. Well.
2: Right. Well, you know, I would think that those of us who enjoy music such as we do, all right, and who enjoy hip hop, of course, you know, we're going to look at that and say, man, I hope that that's what happens with hip hop. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, I mean, that's saying that we, we, you know, it's influence on the genre. We would hope that that would have a major influence on the genre because we would hope that hip hop, especially, you know, and. It doesn't even matter if it's popular hip hop, you know, and mainstream hip hop or not, as long as it's accessible in terms of physically accessible, not, you know, we would hope that that's what it sounds like, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's just a wish. And that's why we hope that, you know, we want it to be influential and we hope it's influential. We think it's influential as we see, but I don't know, for me, when I think about it, when I look at the shift between the sound of the pimp a butterfly and damn, Mm -hmm. It's 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 retrograde to me in that sense.
0: I, I could agree with that for sure. I and would it's and I don't true. and I'm
2: not saying, you know, maybe he took a you know, I don't know why he did that, right? I, I haven't talked to him right. to know exactly no. why he did that, but in hopes that it maybe it would be more accessible to people to try to for a message purpose or something, you know. But
0: mm-hmm.
2: I would certainly hope it sound it I would certainly hope that it sounds like Pimpa B. You know, that we're moving in a direction where we have a lot of people putting a lot more work into creating hip-hop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, do we have any other things that we want to talk about, but in terms of Kendrick, we have, I I think, a very good conversation. uh, Before we talk about some of the modern albums that we picked. I don't really have any more to say about Kendrick Lamar. no. Okay. Cool. Then, who would like to start with the albums that they picked?
3: I do. Yeah, I want to talk
0: about Cody's more than – or Dax's more than anybody's. Dax's more than anybody's. So go ahead and you talk about your thing, and then I want to go, and then everybody else can do their thing. So, I also think it's important to do yours first because yours was 2011 and therefore the earliest album, so it makes sense to start with. So I loved
3: this album when it came out. have it on vinyl. Still love some of the tracks off of it, but as a whole, I was very disappointed because my memory of it is much different than what I – Got when I listen to it again. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree with you.
3: Can we play a little sample of what I'm talking about?
0: Would you like an example of what was good or an example of what
3: was bad? uh let's do bad. Oh, you I like got it. What's
0: bad? Oh shit!
1: Oh, I like we icy in our future doing some crazy shit, bitch. By the way, we do punch bitches. Punch huh. bitches. I'm swagging, bitch. I'm my style. Oh, you mad bitch, cause I'm laying
0: on the couch. Smoke a blunt fuck a bitch. In a- Woo. Yeah. So okay. that's that's relevant. That was <laughs> all this cultural yeah. social no, we've no, been talking about. A, that's not even Tyler. Later. That's not even Tyler, you guys. That's that's <laughs> oh Taco. My. It is Taco. That's Taco and Bro. that's uh the album is Goblin by Tyler the What's the other life? guy's name? Taco uh, and that was Jasper. Jasper, yes. Mm-hmm. So I I see what you're saying. Go ahead. So,
3: I uh, really only remember the tracks that I liked, like uh, Yonkers Yonkers is the main one. Uh, Uh, Goblin is still an okay track. good. I like Transylvania,
2: okay. Transylvania is okay.
3: Uh, The rest of them kind of faded away in my mind, and I didn't think anything of it when I listened to it before, but now I kind of uh, mentally associate it with kind of the meme rap thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. I can see how it inspired some people. and. kind
0: of tainted it for me yeah that makes sense i um i think that when it comes down to it this album just didn't age well yeah that's a good way to put it i'm not
2: sure it really holds
0: up no it was an album where like tyler uh, like the way that i described it and i think jared you definitely have some thoughts i want to hear them uh the way that i see it is that it was just very much an album that came from a very troubled young dude who was I think seventeen or nineteen? Eighteen, I believe. Eighteen. He
2: was he was nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was nineteen. I think Earl was seventeen, which is why he was not as involved in these projects and why they had the whole free Earl thing everybody. that was going on. Yep. Um. And so he was like nineteen, and he was like, he's just young and what and didn't really have a mind for what he wanted to do in terms of music going forward, and that changed huge, huge shift from his music in terms of like Scumfuck, Flower Boy that he had. 2017 uh i think that he started to find that sound on wolf lost it a little bit on cherry bomb and then kind of really found it it i think it has a little bit more of it but i think that he still hadn't quite found where he wanted to be and i think he's kind of found it now what did you want to say Jared? so here's what i'll say about uh goblin i find it very interesting and kind of cool that this 19-year-old kid basically made this concept album. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I had never really, I mean, I'd listened to it, but I didn't really, I guess, comprehend or whatever the fact that when I, like, when I listened to it all the way through, that this was a concept record, you know? Like, right. him talking to uh, a his demon therapist. or the devil or a goblin or whatever well, it is. He's talking to a therapist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's therapist. A but fictional the, therapist. It's a, a fictional therapist. Well, but yes, it has right. got, like, a devil voice.
2: Rah, 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 rah. Well, that's the internal conflict in him Yeah Then but, you hear um, a normal voice saying, you know I, I was just well, You continue, Jaren
0: This is so polite, everybody <laughs> So, like, I don't know I, th- I thought it was fine I, I didn't I, I understand the um, This album could be made now -hmm. But it would be very problematic and it wouldn't be as popular now. Right. And it would be popular in, like, not a good way. So you can say, oh, yeah, this album couldn't be made now. But then you have that, like, uh, Tom McDonald or whatever that guy's name is. He's the worst. He's very bad. But that's a, like, that's come out since then. Right. So you can't say. And, and same thing with, um,. Uh, was it Joyner Lucas that did the, yep, uh, the... Yeah, I'm Not a Racist song. Yeah, so like, you can be like, oh, man, we wouldn't talk about stuff like that now. Uh, yeah, we would. Yeah. And you can say problematic things and still people talk about you. Yeah. So, I mean, Tyler in and, and Goblin saying, you know, um, uh, homophobic things mm-hmm. and suicidal thoughts and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a 19-year-old kid that's trying to um become you know uh popular in, in rap music and such. Yeah. And he's like, what well, can I say? If I throw all of these bad things on the wall, what will stick? What will people he's a talk shock, about? Yeah, he's a shock rapper. Yeah. Right. He's trying but to he's rock still, the boat. I I mean He's good. He he's a good he's good at rapping. Yes. You know what I mean? So like that's why like Yonkers when he got the Grammy for it or whatever and he came out and he did a speech and it was like weird yeah and then like i mean i i like loiter squad yeah i i like the and and odd future is cool like i mean Mm -hmm. like i don't i'm not real big into like their music necessarily but like just the idea of like hey um i have a bunch of friends and i want to take them along with me for the ride yeah because he's the you know the well i mean he was Mm -hmm. the main guy and then or i mean he still is over earl but earl has turned into like He puts out way better records than Tyler does. Uh, Yes. And then also, Frank... You know, here's what I'll say, I guess, and this might be a thing that should get cut. You guys decide. If what Tyler said in all of that stuff was so bad, then like his friendship with Frank Ocean would be really problematic. Well, I think that you're missing some of the nuances of what Tyler was doing when it comes down to it, is that he was kind of playing a character in a lot of ways in terms of that album because he was somebody who, although he was kind of intentionally trying to shock on his album, Mm -hmm. he didn't necessarily fully equate his feelings in those way. I do think he was struggling with his identity in a lot of ways. And that's where a lot of the homophobia kind of comes out of his, like mm-hmm. his language. But I think that maybe Frank Ocean is maybe more aware as a friend of his in the fact that he was actually as an artist struggling with his identity, which comes out a lot on flower boy yeah. is that he is not, you know, as straight as what maybe some people have expected from someone who said a lot of the things that he said on those albums. Tyler is not? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tyler the creator, not Tyler the podcaster. No, correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um well, so, well, uh... so I think that there's a lot of there's a lot more nuanced like pieces to Tyler as an individual on this album. I don't think that the way that he presents himself on the album is really who he is as a person. And I think that someone around his circle like Frank Ocean would know that. Mm-hmm. And so, and Frank Ocean is somebody who, like, obviously we haven't talked about him, is also an artist that came out of, like, Odd Future, who's, like, a huge, right. huge part of, like, music right now.
2: Yeah. I don't know where you guys were when this came out. Of course, I was 19, freshman at Ball State, so I was his age when this came out, and I can understand, you know, so, I mean, I uh, I remember what this album did. I remember how big it was. The Onkers was huge. Yep. Mm-hmm uh because of this the the sound of it it sounded different. It's not all about supersonically pleasing. Yeah, it's not all about what is the lyrics and what he says. I mean there's sounds dramatic different in this thing. This thing, I don't think it held up. I want to make that clear. I don't think I think Yonkers the song holds up. Yes. It's, yes. A, it's a song I played a lot during that time. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. But mm. uh you know, all in all, I don't think it does, and it's and it, it is a shock thing, and it is a trying to sh- rock the boat, get attention, make people think differently. Uh, he's a weird person, right? A self, uh, a self-identified weird person. He's different. He's not like a, everyone else in the game, if you will. Uh, and that's where this thing was all coming from, especially with music at the time. And. That I, you know, that's things to understand to like think about and understand. It. And I remember the context very well because I was there. I was like in that, yeah. And for instance, when I met him in 2011, uh-huh. um, I met him later that year in October when they were filming for Loiter Squad. Yeah, I remember you talking you about know, that. And, yeah, and it was so. I mean, I know, and he was, and he was still in a the persona then, right? And so I don't, I don't really know how much you can separate all of it from it right i mean he plays like he does play a kind of a character to try to get something out of some of the ideas in this album yeah, yeah but at the same time there is a lot of him, there's a lot of him in there yeah. like you mentioned so
0: yeah
2: i don't know i'm not. it just doesn't i don't know it doesn't it doesn't in it, it but at the time it was a big deal
0: it was definitely a big deal and like i, I wolf had the same kind of like shift as well where it had some of those elements as well but like you could kind of see someone else kind of coming out of that album and that one that was around the time that i got into him was right before wolf came out and i heard yonkers i heard some of the odd future stuff and like yeah i yeah yeah for sure so um so what album do we want to move into next i'm thinking that we go to uh tyler's album
1: Okay.
2: All right, let's do it. My album was Aesop Rock. Delicious oh. What year was that? Let me take a look. Two thousand twelve Skeleton. Yep. Good album. I've always liked Aesop Rock. I like his style, I like his his sound.
0: I I definitely do as well. Aesop has been probably one of my one of the things that influenced me in the and the most in terms of listening to underground hip hop.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, this just carries... I don't know. I, I can't... It's hard to say a lot because it's, it fits right in with his discography.
0: It does. It's got that really cool, like, dark undertones of, like, his beats and stuff. Like, it, it's very much... And again, like, his... His lyrical repertoire is just out of this world. Yeah, it's very good.
2: It's very good. I mean, his... I don't know. Anyone have anything to say in particular?
0: Jared Dex I almost picked The Impossible Kid this week. Mm-hmm. I like that album a lot. I'd never l- listened to Skelethon that much. The only like, uh, th- I guess, complaint I would have about Skelethon is like, I don't know it. It sound a lot of the like the tracks that I listen to, um, all like a lot of them sounded somewhat familiar, just in terms of like flow and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing I don't know about. Aesop. When I listen to something that's not like more of like I guess a concept record, which kind of like The Impossible Kid, I kind of think of as a concept record to a certain extent. Yeah, is that I never know what he's talking about. (laughs) Like it just seems like he's just like spitting bars. That yeah, it's like just yeah, like just really good intricate rhymes. But it's like are any of these like flowing in a way that make any kind of like cognitive sense? Yeah. At it the end, like you, to like you listen and... to the beginning of the song and you listen to the end of the song is there a story being told? Yeah. There yeah. there definitely is. I think it's just more Absolutely. work to find it. Yeah. Well, I
2: think you need to go back and listen to Float and understand how his, how it all works for him. Mm-hmm. Which that's my favorite of his albums album from 2000. Mhm. Mine's and mine's in,
0: still Labor Days. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one too. So uh, Caleb and I, uh, back in 2016, I believe, or 17, I don't remember now. Oh, 16, because we saw it in we, January. Okay, okay. So we went and saw uh, Aesop do uh, the tour of Impossible, Impossible Kid. Kid, and it was good. It was uh, he played the stuff I wanted to hear from that album. He played the whole album in order. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh man, I should have gone to that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, saying. no, impossible he, for the tour. He did track by track by track. He did the whole album all the I way forgot through. I about that. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, we liked that album a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's like very cool to see the entire record. Um so, I don't know. I we've liked him for a long we've liked him since Tony Hawk Underground. Yep. You know, so it's Tony like, Hawk's Pro Skater 4 actually. Or yeah, so I don't know why I said Underground. That's okay. But yeah. I I liked I like him. I like uh a rap like that. Yeah, yeah, Malibu Ken just came out this year. It's
2: pretty good. Super mm-hmm. good. So yeah, it that's is, that one is really
0: Well, I could really good. I could talk about like the influence that like Def Jux and Underground hip hop that had Aesop rock on it, like how that was super influential influential to music today, but that is for a different day. <laughs> that is a long conversation.
2: Sure. Well, I mean if speaking of even uh even Goblin, even Tyler the Creator. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't think you can hear some of the like the dark overtones that are typically in Aesop's music in Goblin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not saying... I don't know that he was particularly listening to them. You know, maybe someone was. Maybe someone he listened to was listening to that when they created something. You know what I mean? It's just... Mm-hmm. the Like we talked about earlier with the influences. The influences can be stacked upon and stacked upon. I mean, who knows? For but, sure. But the what Aesop has in terms of like the darkness and the de- the depth of it, right? I mean, you can feel the depth in a lot of this for sure. These songs. Yeah. Have you it's ever listened?
0: Great. Have you ever listened to the song coffee by Aesop rock? Which album is it on? Uh, that is all shall, shall pass. Anybody hear it? Nobody. Listen. Okay, well, I know it. Can we play can we play it? Is that gonna be a problem? Oh, I suppose that's acceptable. Oh, I see why you can it. We have, like it. It's, we it's have not for... played a song from Skeleton, so I suppose we can transition to do coffee and stuff. Well we didn't play it. oh I guess. We, did we play it? Oh, we played a bad song from
2: Yonkers. We did from, We <laughs> okay. did in fact play a bad song oh, from okay. Yonkers. Whatever. Don't well, look I it up, don't look it up. Don't you dare look it up. From Skeleton if you want. Huh? I can suggest a song I like from Skeleton if you want to. We'll do that after coffee. Do a bit, yeah, period. do a we'll small
0: do, do you want your bit? It's for it's for Dax. I know, you want your bit? Yeah, first, because I already brought it up. Okay. If if it, No, I'm saying go. you want the please bit, please bit specifically. Oh yes, please. Okay, yeah.
1: Returning to the fold and from you you could uh,
0: watch his face where it clicked. Yeah, you could you could see the moment. Had you ever heard it, that? Where it clicked and did you know that? that? I didn't okay, know that. when we started talking about Aesop, I was like, oh, we gotta bring this up. Call back to our episode Mountain Goats. The Go Mountain on our... John Darniel. Go back. Is, to our old on. He's featured in the song "Coffee" on the album "None Shall Pass" by Aesop Rock. I I did not. So I was doing some research into Aesop a few years ago. Not like research, research, but just like listening to some stuff. And I saw that Don John had been, John Darniel from the Mountain Goats, had been on that song, and man, yeah, I I could not listen you to that went song. Nuts. I went I went butts to nuts. <laughs> butts to nuts. Okay, so Tyler, what was the song you want to play from Scalthon? Uh
2: let's play one thousand o'clock.
0: Oh, that's a good and Moon
2: I wear shoes to bed, paint teeth on my lips, trench foot, gang for the wind, blitz green topper, that a shit proper. The only again accessible blap on a streaming doppler, screaming uncle and I
0: see a feel TV... PB He just has like the most impressive rap flow uh, on the planet. He does, and I, I just I, I think like that's d- right, d- yes. Yeah.
2: Just like uh Kendrick, I just can I just appreciate any hip hop artist that actually has music in their music.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get like, that
2: man like put something back there that's that's like worth listening to
0: oh boy so i i like to do um uh, like look up um articles about like the best at certain things in music mm-hmm. so like i'll look up uh who are considered to be like the best screamers in metal things like that yeah and i like if you look up best um like actual r- People that know how to rap in mm-hmm. hip hop, uh, Aesop is on there all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like articles well, like that. He's the one who I think some there was some researcher who did uh, some kind of research on the amount of words, like different words, mm-hmm. vocabulary wise, that artists produce and their and their rap. It's him, yeah. And he is whoa uh, way up on the uh, up there. Like nothing <laughs> even comes close yeah. to the number of words in his like lyrical vocabulary it's insane like he has so many words he has so many words he's so good at words and then you go to that interview with larry king and eminem or or not i don't know if it's larry king what the one where he wants to rap and rhyme orange yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what i'm talking about yep orange and and then you can't really you can't rap you know nothing rhymes with orange but you can right. like twist the words like, like door hinge, orange, the orange door hinge drinks porridge in the foreheads. It's like, like it is, okay, yeah. well, <laughs> good job Eminem. Thanks Eminem. Yeah, isn't
2: that essentially? I mean, isn't it? has an Eminem to be ASAP? But you can never find. We so just you know say that whole re- the <laughs> Endings of every
0: one of them. Say that whole thought again. Sorry. Oh, I hate this. thing. I do too. I'm sorry. Next week, you don't have to worry it- about it.
2: Hasn't Eminem basically just always aspired to be a stop, but since he doesn't have a very good vocabulary, he essentially changes the word endings on every
0: Yeah, we get the gist of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this, like,
2: this, like, this yeah. This thing sucks. This just plain sucks.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, big, big guy. I do agree, though, that like Eminem is like... I, it uh, it frustrates me when people are like, Yeah, Eminem's the best white rapper of all time. Yeah. What oh, white people no. can totally rap just look at Eminem and you're like, uh also look at Aesop Rock, he's a better example. Wasn't it Dax, was it you who was like, He's white? Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> he was like I was like talking about it and Dex was like, Wait a second, so so he's white? I always thought he was black. I was like, Yep, nope. No, surprise, surprise. He's white. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Jared, your album. You want to save yours for last, you son of a gun. I can talk about mine now. No, I don't care. I was just going in order of when they were released. That's fine with me. I have no complaints about that. At least I think. Summertime 06 came out in... Wait, hold on. Let me check. That one came out in 15, and then old came out in 13. Yep, 13. Hit it. So my album is Danny Brown Old. I like the album. I think it's a fun guy. So here's the thing about that one. (laughs) You're going to not take it seriously, then you're like, I'll take it seriously. Well, I mean, I don't I don't I'm not going to take anything seriously my whole life. Yeah. Anyways, I like the I like Danny Brown a lot. I think he is a very it's like he's considered alternative hip hop. Yes. Um, experimental hip hop. Uh, it's alternative. But so like I like him around the same so like when I first got into like non-commercial hip hop rap yep. stuff. Uh, was around that time other than like aesop which i'd followed for a while and other like weird stuff but people like uh danny brown action bronson chance before chance blew up which i mean i got into chance at um acid rap on acid rap yep like (laughs) so it's like (laughs) can you really say that i got into him before he got big because i heard i heard him but like because of it blowing up. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If I would have listened to, um, what was the something day 10 or what, what is that other, oh, the very first mixtape? Oh, I don't remember. Whatever chance's first mixtape was. If I would have actually gotten into him, then I would feel more like legitimized as a chance fan. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like him, but you know, like, uh, you know, yeah. I got into him when he got big. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not cool or anything. Yeah. But so like people like chance in Danny Brown and action Bronson and, and unfortunately riffraff which i'm over Whole oh, riffraff i'm over the riffraff of riffraff <laughs> like yeah I, people like that or like him i i iceberg samson i was into it at first and then now i'm i i am over it yeah but i'm not over who we saw live yes we did who We saw. Riffraff i'm riffraff not over like people in in that um and even tyler the creator like i mm-hmm. mean but he's a little bit different in in that but like Um, And then there's like a, you like, if you like this person, then you might like this person. So then it uh, takes you into this, you know, loophole uh, Mm. of different people. But um, I like Danny because, so on old, he basically has three flows on the album. It's very strange. Yeah. So like you have his like regular singing or rapping on the first track. Yeah. You have his um, high-pitched... Um, strange drug-infused thing. Like smoking and drinking? Smoking and drinking. And then you have his... Yeah, Dip is good. And then you have, like, he has another flow on, like, the fourth or fifth track... That's, like, real deep. And it's, like, is this even Danny Burr? Like, it's so weird. Like, the cleanup is the one that I think of when you think of that, like, deeper voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it's weird because it's, like, am I listening to the same person right now? Like, it's when I, I hadn't even listened to Olden a long time. And so when I played the first track, I was, like, I don't know if this is him. Yeah. And then, like, the next song, like, I was, like, okay, well, this is the album, so it's got to be him, I guess. Yeah. But it's kinda, that album has a lot of good tracks on it. And it's, I like it's a um, huge, huge, like full of tracks on there. Um, I like a, the the most recent album, Atrocity Exhibition. Mm-hmm. I really like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to pick like a more current one, and I wanted to Even pick something we did modern hip hop. I, I wanted to pick something that like got him to the point of Atrocity Exhibition for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. his very first uh, uh, XXX something or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, that one has a couple good songs, but not, it's not a good album per se. Whereas I think that old is a good album. Sure. I, I, yeah, yeah. it's called XXX. I like, so I really like old, um, because of the, the weird diverse side of both, like the the side one versus side two, Mm -hmm. where side one has a lot of that experimental, like kind of vibe to it. And then the second side has a little bit more of like that, like drug-infused like club rap mm-hmm. kind of stuff but is still like in a lot of ways more experimental than what you expect from that kind of music so i like that he was able to kind of had two different albums that were very very different from each other within the same project yes tyler any
2: thoughts on old all right i like i think i like speaking of the two sides i think i prefer side a personally on mine it's just the sounds are better i don't i'm not into the club sounds that I find on a lot of tracks on the side B section.
0: Yeah. I I definitely like side A more as well. And I, yeah. See, I don't even think of it as like club stuff. It's like basically side B is if you're sitting at your friend's apartment and you just smoke weed, like that's what you're listening to. You're listening to smoking and drinking and you're listening to Kush coma. And you're like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, if it's I, not really I, like club stuff. It's like Well, smoking and drinking is very club. I suppose that's so, yeah, yeah, it
2: Absolutely it is. That's what I'm about to say. I feel like I could go into any bar in a college town and a song that sounds like smoking and drinking would be on. That's fair.
0: Break it go and handstand are also two songs du- and dip all of those songs are like very very much like club beats. Like pick a pick a song off of uh Side B Jared. Sure. Dip, I dip, you dip. Don't let me
1: into my zone. Don't let me into my zone. Don't let me into my zone. You haters leave me alone. I say, don't let me into my zone. Mm,
0: very club very club heavy yeah very, I agree with everybody. very club I, the, I the percussion
2: the bass mm-hmm. ooh very much very much
0: Yeah, not a bad thing just if, a different style of hip hop for sure well
2: I yeah I mean to it. each his own it's not my I don't really like it it's not my thing mm-hmm. uh, because I've been listening to it Blair for far too long I'm just sick of hearing it you know what yeah. I mean but to each his own if that's a thing you like I like his I,
0: I like his flow and I like his strange voice yeah so like mm-hmm. some of the like the content, some of the content I do not enjoy very much. Like, sure. Just because it's like okay, this is has been said a million times. Yeah. But, but his delivery of it. I, oh, it's great. Yeah. Like I love like him and action, and action Bronson and like people like that. Chance that have such a, a, a strange, distinct flow. I, I'm all about it. Yeah, I get that.
2: Yeah. I like Wonder Bread.
0: Yeah, I like Wonder Bread as Wonder well. Wonder Bread is a very good right. track. Yeah, I like twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks is a really, really was my good track. Favorite. Is it? Yeah, because yeah, of the period ring. Yeah, red, yeah, Puri red, Puri. red to go is good as well. Yeah, a lot, a lot of side A is so experimental and like dope, super cool. Dope fiend rental yeah, with Superboy Q. Love I mean, that track. I got really heavily into that track when I started getting back into old. So yeah, play whatever song you guys like. Everybody, play songs. Play them all. Yeah, no, don't, don't play Let's Let's play the whole album. Well, 25. We're already pretty low on time, so I kinda wanna keep moving. I'm sorry I wanna keep playing songs really bad too, but Okay, we'll just okay. do it then. Okay. So we'll go on to the last album uh summertime 06 vince staples that's my album i really like this album i really like this album since it came out back in 2015 like i said wasn't it didn't i say 2015 yes. did i say 2015 i did so it came it out in 2015 the, yes. it came out in the same year as to Pimp a butterfly and these two albums in parallel are like two of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time so 2015 was like a really 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 important year for hip-hop in my mind especially because of these two albums. This album is very similar to, to Pimp a Butterfly in that there's a lot of social awareness and there's a lot of really interesting, like um, a lot of introspection in terms of the lyricism on this album. Again, it's very much like old where it's side a and side B kind of style where there's like a part one, part two break. That first side is a lot more experimental and a lot more like socially aware. And then that second one is like this real heavy, like dark end of like hip hop, uh, I like both styles. I don't have one that I particularly like more than the other, but I I I love this album. What do you guys think about it?
3: I had never listened to this before because mm. I always confused him with Vance Joy, the guy who <laughs> sings Riptide. So I would always see oh his my. name and I'd be like, Oh, that's <laughs> trash. I'm not gonna listen that's to it. At horrible all. Code. Damn. Give me that. What a shame.
0: That's what all shame. I got. What I love shame. that story. I love that oh, story. Man.
2: Well, I think it's uh lyrically. I do enjoy the joy, the context, right? I like that mm-hmm. it addresses a lot of things. Musically, I mean, there's, for me, I, I mean, the Pimp a Butterfly is just leaps and bounds for, for me and my preferences ahead of this. But oh, sure. I thought this was pretty good.
0: Yeah, Jared, I thought, I, li- I liked what I listened. I listened. I think I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, kind of stuff. We listened to a whole lot of stuff. So yeah. I like, Busy week I really like the song North North. I think that might be, is that your favorite one? Uh, I go back and forth between North North and Jump Off the Roof. Okay. Yeah. Th- both of those are good. Wow. I think my favorite is North North. Um, that's the song that I like went back to the most times. Yeah. It was on my hip hop playlist for a long time. I think it might still be. I don't know. But, mm. um, that, that is a very, very good song. Yeah. Yeah. I, however, I think a lot of people have heard North North, so I'm going to play Jump Off the Roof.
1: Your baby love can make a bitch go crazy kiss
0: fun fact I actually uh found Vince Staples via the cracked podcast app or uh, mm-hmm. like podcast mm-hmm. or whatever uh they would play tracks like to like go into whatever the topic they were going to. The tracks were just like modern songs that were like you know whatever. Uh, And they played Jump Off the Roof. And I was like, what was that? (laughs) Because it was like pretty, like it was before I really started getting more into hip hop. And so, like, I heard that and I was like, okay, that is what I need. That's the kind of hip hop that I'm looking for. I think
2: that was, I think it was a good uh, choice to play too. North North's good, but I think North North kind of uh, relies more heavily on some of the standard beats and sounds in hip hop. Yeah. Instead of getting a little more. uh, Jump Off the Roof is definitely a good track. That's a sound that's different.
0: Yeah, I agree. Cool. We don't have to spend any more time on it, though. I really like this album. Go listen to Vince Staple's Summertime 06. It's a great album. And that one about the fish. And that one about the fish.
2: Big fish theory. Well, he kind of mm-hmm. had a lot more
0: club elements that started coming out in his n- newer music now. Oh, so, no. Which is not a bad thing. It's just very different. So. Yeah, but you liked
2: Prima Donna, didn't you?
0: Oh, my God. I loved Prima Donna. That was yeah, such a good EP. Thought. Such a good EP. Yeah, I liked Madonna before she was Madonna, too. Anyways. <laughs> uh any closing thoughts on our boy Kendrick Lamar and uh the the world of hip hop uh, in today's society? I think hip hop is in good hands. I think that if you skip traditional pop uh radio stuff and you just go to stuff that isn't that, I think you'll be good. Yeah. I don't know if I th- mm-hmm. I don't know if I see hip hop going back to um like, I don't know if I can see artists like Kendrick and, you know, back in the day where Eminem was a, whatever he was and like being on the charts again. Yeah. I think we've like, you know, I think we've hit the plateau and I think we're really at, like, I think we're done now. And I think with, with good hip hop being a number one song. I think the best we got is like Cardi B, and she's like good at what she does. But like, what is she, she, the things she talks about are just whatever mm. most of the time. And like that, the hip hop record that you've talked about, the the British person Lil Little Sims, Lil Sims will never oh, that album's so good. Lil Sims, like, as great as it is, Lil Sims will never be on oh. number one on Billboard from in the United States. I no, can see that. well, as we'll look great at as as, is a,
2: Look, go ahead. Look at this. Is America.
0: That's a good point. That's, this is America was a really, really big hip hop track that was able to make number yeah, one. It's good. That's true. That it's a very good song. But, but then it was not, gone. We will not start. Old and then we're back to it. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci Gang and stuff. Well, sure, you know, but it
2: doesn't. You know, it's not about good music staying constantly at the top. It's about good music showing up every once in a while to remind us what music is. Yeah, and that's how I would prefer it myself, anyway. Mm. Yeah, you know. Well, it you should have to work cool. a little bit to find it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair. Quite good. That's fair, okay. Dax, you have any final thoughts on hip hop? Kendrick no. Lamar, no. King
3: Kunta.
2: Great song. All right. I think it's. I think this is very. I think this was really good to show that if you want to listen to good, first off, if you, Kendrick is so easy to get and find, right? So yeah. if you want to listen to good hip hop, you can listen to Kendrick. But if you want to find other good hip hop. It's not It's not like it's not out there and still being made today. Right. So
0: in like, a, a know, case it, that, in the same year, like in my opinion, again, like the Vin Staples album was very, very in line with like what was going on into Pimp a Butterfly. A lot of people caught on to Pimp a Butterfly that same year might not have even realized that Summertime 06 came out. So mm-hmm. look for it. It's out there. What do we want to close out on? King Kunta. King Kunta, it is.
1: I got a bone
0: up here. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. Appreciate again. you listening to us. We've been talking about Kendrick Lamar, we're talking mad. about modern hip hop as a whole. Next week, we're talking about talking heads, we're talking about new wave music. It's going to be a good time. I love oh, that story. Man.